the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. says if God is good he wouldn't do that to you God himself through his word tells you I'm your father and as your father I know what's best for you I know what you need to make you into the person I'm calling you to be so I've got to give you the right vitamins I've got to give you the right nutrients I've got to feed you with the right things Lord, have mercy. I've got to give you the right vegetables, the vegetable of adversity, the, 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 the spinach of hardship. I've got to give you I've got to give you the cauliflower of difficulty. I've got to give you the right stuff. So when you take it in, because most of us, if you had to choose between chocolate and cauliflower, cauliflower, the Lord is a chocolate right now. Cauliflower would lose every time. Because I, I got to give you some, vi- some vegetables. I've got to give you some stuff that you, here we go now. I've got to give you some things that you would not choose on your own. You would not choose that on your own. But I know through that, I'm going to make you into the person I'm calling you to be. You wouldn't choose it. You'd run from it. But I'm going to take away your ability to run. I'm, I'm going to take away your ability to run from it. It's going it's to be like something that just kind of goes. Wherever you run, you run this way, it's, always, it's there. You run that way, it's always, it's, it just kind of follows you around. It, just, it, it has a homing device on you. And everywhere you go, it's just there. Lord have mercy. And so when I have a worldview that is biblically based, what that will enable me to do, dear ones, it will, is it will enable me to see and look at and evaluate things from God's perspective. It will help me to have the right frame of mind as I take in and process information and make my decisions on how to act and how to respond to things. When I have a worldview that is biblically based, it helps me to take in information because now I'm taking in information and looking at it through the lens of what God says in his word. Yes. 
And so it helps me to make my decisions. It helps me to know what I need to do and what I need to avoid doing. And when I have a worldview that is biblically based, it helps me to remain not just in the right frame of mind, but also in the right state of heart. Amen. Oh, that's good. That's good. Lord have mercy. That's good. See, because a lot of times we want to talk about remaining in the right frame of mind. But we also need to remain in the right state of heart. So that my emotions don't derail me. Through such things like anger and frustration, bitterness, yeah. hurt, unforgiveness. Yeah. Go ahead. I've got to remain not just in the right frame of mind. I've got to remain in the right state of heart. Amen. And having a worldview that is biblically based will help me to do all those things. And so, but, but, but what, what can and what does happen, dear ones, when we fail to have a worldview that is biblically based and Christ-centered, but we instead choose to have a worldview that is culturally based and world-centered, what can easily happen is the devil can come in and begin to lie to us concerning the things that we are experiencing. So he comes in and he begins to lie to us concerning all the things that we're going through so that instead of those things making me better, they end up making me bitter. Instead of the things that God is allowing to come into my life to make me better, the devil lies to me about it. So I end up becoming bitter. Instead of those things helping to refine me, what can happen is I believe the enemy's lies. And so instead of refining me, they end up causing more corruption in me. They begin to cause more corruption. Because now I'm doing things and going back to things and engaging in things because I want to feel better. I want I want to lighten the mood. I want to I want you know, I want to take some of this weight off me. So I do certain things. I go back to certain things. I engage in certain things in an effort to try and escape what I'm going through. And God says you can't escape it because I sent it to you. And so instead of instead of it refining me. It causes more corruption in me. And instead of these things helping me to helping to increase my faith and my trust in the Lord. If I listen to the enemy's lies, it can result in me beginning to question and doubt God's love for me. Amen. And so there was we want to be mindful to have a worldview that's biblically based and not culturally Centered and culturally determined, especially when it comes to the issues of difficulty and adversity. But with the remainder of my time, I just got about 15 more minutes, dear ones, and I'll be done. Ten more minutes, really, and I'll be done. Um, I just want to I want for us to take note of what Peter says here, because the Holy Spirit has Peter frame this. Sometimes sometimes I was I was talking to another preacher the other yesterday, actually, and I was talking to him. And dear ones, you know, he had talked about how sometimes it's not what you say. But how you say it, that makes all the difference in the world. And so we want to look at what Peter says here and how he talks about suffering and adversity. Because the Holy Spirit has him frame it in such a way that as we look at it, it speaks to us and it helps us to understand some things. Notice again, one more time, he says, But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while. Make you perfect, established, strengthened, and settle you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The first thing we want to take note of is that Peter says, after you have suffered a while. Yes. After. Now, the word after, it's, after is a prepositional word. 
and it denotes the beginning or the production of something that begins to take place once a, pros- a prior process or a prior experience has ended. Amen. So, so the word after, is, as I said, it's a prepositional word, and it talks about the beginning or the producing of something that takes place once a prior experience or a prior process has ended. Amen. It would be similar. It would be some, similar to a person saying something like this. After the game is over, I'll take you out for ice cream or after you get off work, then we'll go to the store. And so it is the ending or the ceasing of one thing that then leads into the production or the beginning of something else. And so in a very real way, what Peter is pointing out to us here is that many of the plans that God has ordained for my life, many of the purposes that God has created me for, and much of the work that he has called me to accomplish for his kingdom and for his glory hinge and center on me going through the experiences that God brings my way and going through those experiences in the right way. See, it's not just you going through it. It's you going through it in the right way. And just let let me give you all a revelation. You going through it, complaining, grumbling, murmuring, crying, fussing, getting angry at everybody, getting upset over every little thing. That's not the right way. Those aren't the right way. And so and so, dear ones. No, because I want for us to so hold your finger here in first Peter, but real quickly, real quickly. Let's all look at the book of Luke because Jesus exemplified this for us. He, ex- he lived this for us in Luke, the fourth chapter. Jesus lived it out for us because Jesus, before he began his public ministry, we are told that he was tempted in the wilderness by the enemy for 40 days and 40 nights. And in Luke, the fourth chapter, After all those things had ended, I want for us to notice what Luke says to us. It says, Luke, the fourth chapter, starting at verse 13, notice what it says. It says, and when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. So after 40 days and 40 nights, the devil says, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm going home. And so he leaves Jesus and stops all of the testing that he is doing to the Lord for a season. He doesn't stop forever. He just stops for a while. But notice what it says in verse 14. It says, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. Now, notice, dear ones, in verse 13, you first have the time of testing and trial. But then in verse 14, after that's over, you have the experience of promotion and advancement. So the time of testing comes before the time of advancement. Amen. The time of trial comes before the time of promotion. It happened with Jesus. Amen. We see it in the text. Yes, the same thing is true for us. The time of testing comes before the time of advancement. Oh, okay. And you have to go through the test the right way, like Jesus did. Okay. Jesus didn't go through, devil, stop tempting me. Stop fooling with me. I'm tired of you. Get, get out of my face. <laughs> Jesus didn't do all that. He went through it the right way. Amen. And because he went through it the right way, the advancement and the promotion came. Amen. 
And so phrases like instead of you having to suffer or in place of you having to suffer or helping you to avoid having to suffer. Dear ones, those phrases cannot and they should not and they should be avoided by me, really. They cannot be used by me and they should be avoided by me. Because if I'm to be the person that the Lord is calling me to be, then I've got to be able and willing to go through those things that God sovereignly says you need to go through this. This is something you need to go through to help you to be the person I'm calling you to be. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. But notice Peter says, he says back in 1 Peter uh, 5, he says, after you have suffered. Mm-hmm. Now this phrase, dear ones, it denotes the intensity of those things that the Lord can and it does and at times does use in our lives to bring about our development and our advancement. Now, I would like to submit to all of you that while the Lord himself is the one who sovereignly determines the who, what, when, where, and why for all that we go through and all that we experience, God is the one that determines all that. God determines the who, the what, the when, the where, and the why. But in a very real way, dear ones, and to a certain degree, how we respond to things and how we react to those things that the Lord brings our way factor into such things as how long we go through it and how often we go through it. How long you go through it and how often you go through it are factored in to how we respond to it. And, 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 And notice that the Holy Spirit has Peter use the word suffer. After you have suffered. Mm-hmm. Notice, now Peter could have used a lighter word or a less objectionable, objectionable phrase. Like, after you have experienced some difficulty. Mm-hmm. Or, or, after you have had some, some discomfort. Or, after you have experienced a few bad days, a few bad times, a few bad experiences. He intentionally uses the word suffer. Amen. To denote the intensity of these things. Now, now, it's in seeing that, dear ones, it, it brings us back to that question. We have to ask ourselves the question, if God is good, then what good can come out of me suffering? If God is good, 
I mean, be, be real. Go if God is good, and he's good all the time, yes, he is. like we hear it by talking about. Mm-hmm. If that is the case, what good can God begin to bring out of me experience, experiencing suffering? Some of, the th- some of the answers to that question include such things as the Lord revealing to me how truly weak I am. Suffering. That, that, see, because you think you're hard. You think you're strong. You think you got it like that. You think you're... No, no. God knows how to get you to say uncle. God knows how to get you to say uncle. And so he, he, re- he reveals to me how truly weak I really am. But also, dear ones, he reveals to me through suffering, the Lord reveals to me how truly prideful I am. Oh, amen. Yes. The Lord reveals to me how prideful I am. Why me? Why? 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 Why I got to go through this? Why? Why? Oh, or, or, or the Lord says, you know, you're going through this. Ask that person for help. I ain't asking for nobody for help. Mm, no, mm-mm. I ain't. I ain't doing it. I ain't, I'll, I'll, I'll just go through. I ain't going. I ain't asking nobody for help. No, I'll just go through. I'll just. I'll just be hungry. <laughs> I ain't going to ask nobody for, you know, could you loan me some money for food or could you do this or could you take me to the store? I'll just be hungry. i just be hungry. Well, let's be hungry then. Because <laughs> now I need to show you how prideful you are. I need to show you how prideful you are. Y'all know I'm telling you the truth. He reveals that to you. He says, what's, what's stopping you from, what's stopping you from calling Pastor Fields and saying you need some money for food? What's stopping you? Well, Pastor's busy. Pastor, Pastor's busy. He's, he's doing all this. The pastor's probably at work. And it probably, and Pastor, 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 Pastor. Well, what's really stopping you? Yeah. Oh, won't to. My pride. Yeah. My pride. The Lord reveals to me how prideful I am. The Lord reveals to me through my experience of suffering. The Lord reveals to me how seriously selfish, self-centered, and self-absorbed I really am. Yes, thank you, Lord. He reveals that to me through my suffering. He reveals that to me. He said, "Well, Pastor, no, you don't understand. You don't understand because I'm going through something, and I'm experiencing this, and I'm having a hard time. And why me and this? Why me? I, me, I, me, I." And the Lord says, "Michael, do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? Me, I, me, I, me, I. Do you do you see where all this is leading? Yes. How selfish you are. Yes. How self-absorbed you can become." Yeah. Do, you, do you see it? I'm showing this to you. you your experience of adversity. Yeah. Sometimes, dear ones, when you're going through something, that's all you can see. Yes. For some folk. Yes. When they go through something, that's all they can see. It, it, it's, it's, if you go over there, how you doing today, Lori? I'm doing fine, but I'm going through this. I'm going dumb, 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 dumb. And it's a Lori, I didn't ask you all that. I just ask you how you were doing. Or Marla, how's your car running? My car's running fine, but I'm going through this and I'm going through that. Marla, I didn't ask you all that. I asked you how your car was running. What you're dealing with ain't got nothing to do with your car. It's just it's way over here like that. But every conversation leads into that because that's all you can see. That's all you can focus on. That's all your mind is gripped by. The Lord says, I'm trying to show you through your experience of suffering. The Lord shows us through our experience of suffering. Dear ones, let me get done with this. He helps, he uses those things to help to humble me. 
He uses those things to help me to see the needs of others through my needs. Amen. The Lord helps me to see the needs of others through the need that I have in my own life. He helps me to identify with the pain and the hurt that others are going through, through the pain and the hurt that I'm experiencing. And he helps me to connect and be open to others through those experiences of difficulty. Amen. And so the Lord is doing for me what I would not have done for myself Amen. through my experience of adversity. After you have suffered a while or for a while. Now, this phrase, dear ones, is meant to denote the length of time and the duration of the experiences of suffering that I go through. Peter specifically, the Holy Spirit through Peter specifically says that these things are not intended to be indefinite forever or without end in sight. They are designed and intended to be for a while after you have suffered a while. Now, in addition to the statement that I had made earlier and we discussed earlier concerning how the role of my actions and my behavior and my responses to things can factor in to how long and how often I go through these things. Dear ones, there's one other thing I want to say, then I'll be done. I'll be done. I'll stop after this. But there's one other thing that we need to understand. And that is this, dear ones. The Lord will never push a person beyond their limit, but he will always take you to it. Amen. The Lord will never, he will never push you beyond your limit so that failure is guaranteed. He will never do that, but he will always take you to the very edge of your limit. He'll take you to the very edge. And then he'll, he takes us to the very edge. And then he says, if you will just trust me, I'll show you what I can do through your life. I'll show you what I can do in your life. And I'll show you what I can do with you that you will not be able to do on your own. If you will just fully and completely trust me. So he never takes, he never takes us beyond our limit, but he will always take us to our limit. Now, again, having a worldview that is biblically based helps us to understand that. Because if we don't have a worldview that's biblically based, we won't allow the Lord to take us to our limit. We will avoid at all costs going to the limit. And so instead of being like Peter, you know, the, the Lord told Peter when, when, when Jesus was walking on the water, Peter, you know, he, he, he came to the other disciples and they were all afraid and they were all frightened by what they saw. They saw Jesus walking on the water. They were all scared to death. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, if it's really you, Jesus, bid me to come to you. Bid, call me, allow me to come out on the water and join you on the water. The Lord looks at Peter and says, Peter, come on. It's really me, so come on. And so instead of being like Peter, going out and walking on the water and doing something that no other person has ever done since, walking on water, Peter and Jesus are the only two that have that testimony. Instead of being like that, dear ones, Going out and doing something that, 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 that only the Lord can do through you and only the Lord could do for you. We will instead be like the other disciples in the back of the boat with two life preservers on. We have two life, two life vests on. We, we scared. We, I ain't going nowhere. I, I, ain't going, I ain't going out there. No, I ain't doing it. Because there, as, I, as I said, the Lord will never take you beyond, beyond your limit, but he will always take you to it. Amen. 
Because what he's trying to help us to see is that if we will put our faith and trust in him, he'll do in our lives and through our lives what we cannot do on our own. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.